we started the last episode talking about road rage Mm -hmm. and i i i didn't experience experience it but i could have experienced the uh the similar sensation of grocery store rage today uh well yeah that i'm familiar with (laughs) yeah you don't want to fucking go in there (laughs) yeah as customers but definitely when we work there too but um i was in the store today and it was it was early it was like i don't know 8 30 this morning or something and there were pretty long lines and i got in line and you know everybody's social distancing in line so you have you know six six or eight feet apart so the i was there were people ahead of me and then there was like you know a big gap in the middle of like the main aisle where people were standing or mm-hmm. where people weren't standing, you know, they try to keep that clear. Right. So I'm, I'm in line there and this old guy comes like a senior citizen guy comes and just lines up behind the person in front of me. Okay. In front of like cutting in line, essentially he cuts in front of you. <laughs> he cuts in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's an old guy. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Like, right yell at him or you know like what? and he only and, and he only had a few items so like oh oh he he uh uh what's oh oh sh- he uh uncle leo do you uncle leo is that seinfeld yeah yeah <laughs> remember, remember what there was an uh a, a show where it like during either either like season eight or nine like leo starts to do things and when he's caught he just says i'm old so oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like right. he starts uplifting and doing doing whatever else but fucking old people get away with it fucking <laughs> anything so do you think he did it intentionally and he was just gonna be like i'm old i'm old that's that's an evil <laughs> question, no pun intended. <laughs> well, he only had a few items, so I wasn't going to say anything to him. But like two minutes after he got in front of me, um, one of the other cashiers waved me over to their line. And mm-hmm. I was able, they, they had just opened up. So I ended up getting in front of him anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> but as I was unloading my stuff, I was like, oh, I should have called that old guy over to, you know, he only had like a few items. He could have right. gone in front of me. But when I turned around, he had left and he went to the self-check anyway. So grocery store rage averted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did see we talked. I don't know if it was last time or the time before or something about people bringing in. Like at this point, you should be going to the grocery store by yourself, right? Yeah, you know. And, well, I mean, unless you're, you know, with a once again an old person that like needs help or whatever, right? Right out there, right? But yeah, yeah, uh, you probably want to like not bring in the whole fucking Brady bunch. <laughs> That's what I saw today. There was. There was uh, the mom and dad, and then they had, like, grandpa with them, and then they had three kids who looked like they were, like, ages 10 to, like, 16 or something. 
and just like standing in the middle of the aisle and just like do 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 we don't care that there's you know tons of virus and tons of people around so we're just gonna block everything and just annoys the shit out of me but again i didn't let my rage get the best of me and held it in nice so look, man. you're preaching patience and peace and yeah i'm changing the world a little bit at a time yeah <laughs> um speaking of a changing world my kids we were trying to find a movie to watch the other night and we saw that back to the future was on netflix okay and they've all seen it before but when i asked them about it ben was the only one who remembered seeing it so i was like all right well do you guys want to watch it again and they were all gung-ho to watch it so we watched it and as we were watching it it occurred to me that like it's old enough now that like the jokes that they made about going back in time in that movie Mm -hmm. now happen in the movie because it was so long ago well more time has passed now right yeah it's the actual like time travel Right. Yeah. yeah. They went, he went back. It was in 1985. Yeah. He went back 30 years and that was 35 years ago. Right. Which is like crazy to think about. I know. But um, there's all these little things like, well, when he goes back and he's talking to Doc Brown about um, who the president is, and mm-hmm. he says, Ronald Reagan. And I had to explain to my kids, like, okay, Ronald Reagan was an actor before he was president, and he was president at the time the movie was made. And then, like, it took a lot at work to, to make them understand, like, why it was funny. And then also just, like, you know, he orders a Pepsi free. Mm-hmm. And the guy from 1955 is like, if you want a Pepsi, you're going to have to pay for it. So I had to explain, like, well, Pepsi free is what they called caffeine free Pepsi before, and, you know. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, we're watching this, and I'm like trying to explain the movie to them, doing a lot of work there, for sure. And then even like he uses the word heavy, right? Throughout, like, oh, heavy. And it didn't occur to me as we were watching it, but I was thinking about it tonight, and I asked them, I was like do you know what he means when he was saying heavy? And they, they didn't, they didn't know what he, and I thought maybe they would get it just out of context, you know, from the context of it, but they didn't even just from the context of it. Right. So I, I had to explain it. So like, what'd you, you know, tell he, them? That it was like, uh, unbelievable. Right. Or, you know, like, um, fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. Uh, it like important something important that's unbelievable. Right. Know? So, because uh, one of my kids thought that it meant, um, what did he say? Oh, like too bad. Like if you just say something like, "Oh, too bad," like you don't care about something. He thought that that's what it meant. I was like, "Eh, not really." And so when I explained it, he's like, "Oh, well, I guess I got that wrong." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but like. So- y- did they like it with all the the uh the out of date references and explanations 
Oh yeah, they still like loved it. it. Okay. Yeah, and they and they want to watch the second one, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Is is the second one as good?" And I was like, eh, "I don't know if it's quite as good, but it's still really good." Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the third one? Mm. That's the thing is, I think I've only seen the third one like once or twice. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I remember just pieces in it, but yeah, I don't think I. Uh, I've ever watched it all the way through. I've only watched it in pieces. I didn't watch it when it came out. Um, yeah. Part of it was because of the whole... Back then, like, the Wild West just didn't get me excited. So right, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, I was... Because I, I think the first time I watched it all the way through is when my oldest daughter little with so like you know 15 years ago or something and i remember thinking that it was good but it didn't hold up to the first and the second one um but i was telling them that when we were in california in 2013 i had all of these back to the future landmarks that i wanted to go to you know you can go to like the house next to the burger king at the beginning where like it's doc brown's house and you can go to like the starting line where he starts at the end of the movie where he, you know, the, the car stalls. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just it in, uh, in Griffith park in LA. And there's like all of these other landmarks that I really wanted to check out, but we kind of ran out of time and I was the only one that cared about him at the time, you know, cause they didn't know anything about the movie. So we kind of missed out on all of those, but, mm-hmm. um, no, it's it's I, I haven't seen it in quite a few years, so I was happy to watch it again and it still holds up, man. Yeah, I th- I haven't watched it all the way through in quite a while. I sh- should jump on that. Yeah, and uh, my son Brian knows Chuck Berry. Oh. So he thought it was cool, you know, cause it's Marvin Barry and uh-huh. it's his brother, you know, and the, the way that it ties together in the end. Um, and Ben, my older son was familiar with it because he's a big fan of the comedian, John Mulaney. And John Mulaney has a whole bit about, um, back to the future and about how, you know, it's, it's such a bad idea for a movie and it how much how many things like don't make sense and then and he also adds like and we're gonna say that a white guy actually wrote chuck berry's hit and chuck berry just stole it from a white guy (laughs) (laughs) kind of like rewriting history but yeah and then um we had just seen we're, we're watching we're still watching cheers we're on like think towards the end of season two of cheers and christopher lloyd makes a guest appearance on one of the episodes that we watched like just the other night and so when he came on on back to the future i was like this we saw him this is the guy who played that character just the other night and man they made him look totally different from that because that was only like i think the episode of cheers that we watched was from like 1983 so that was only like two years before before the movie so 
Um, I don't know. It was good. I'm, I was glad that we watched it. Did you know, did you ever see the pictures of when they started filming it with Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly? No, no. I've only uh, read that he was originally cast for it. I Right. I, I didn't even realize he went to production. Uh, it was a lot like they, they had, they had started on, they had filmed a lot of his scenes. So what happened? He just wasn't right for the part. Like they were just filming it and they were just like, this just isn't working. Like, this is just too. They like, fucking made like. Yeah. They like started making movie. it. <laughs> yeah. They started making it and then they actually reshot the scenes because it, he, he, and, and Michael now, like you can't picture anybody but Michael J. Fox being right. that character, you know. Um, oh, this is I've, we're talking about this movie, and I'm in I'm looking on my bookcase, and I see this Michael J. Fox autobiography right here. I didn't even realize I forgot I even had that. But um, there, you can actually see some of the video, some of the like uh, scenes that he filmed. You can actually see them online. Oh, okay. you, like you can see pictures of Eric Stoltz, but I've also found the actual scenes before. And it's just like, it, it would be obviously totally different with him. So right, that would be important. Now his girlfriend changes, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, Cause and, I think in the second one, it's Elizabeth shoe, right? Right. Right. I think so. But in the first one, it's not, I can't, I don't know who it was, right. but it's not her. But then also um, Crispin Glover, who plays George in the first one, doesn't come back for the second one. Right. Because he, um, I forget what the story was on that. I think, I think he was just like too odd or something and they didn't, because he's a pretty odd dude, Crispin Glover is. And. Oh man, I can't. I heard this story, but I can't remember what it was. Well, I, and I mean, a lot of the, like a lot of the story doesn't really touch upon, right? George McFly, anyway, in this second one, I yeah. don't know if they had planned to. It's more Biff, really. Yeah. Well, what I, I what I remember hearing when the first one came out was that they had already filmed a good portion of the second one. Oh, oh, okay. Which which makes sense because so much of the second one relies on scenes from the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, so if that's what they did, that that does make sense. Right. But um so we we watched the first one and then um Tomorrow's supposed to be a pretty rainy day, so I think we'll probably watch at least the second one, maybe the second and the third one tomorrow, and see. Cool, watching the trilogy. Heck so, yeah. so, 80s trilogies, a few pop up that are like your kids are a couple teenagers and one, no, younger one, but. Right. Well, um, have you. Uh, introduced the um oh god i'm <laughs> i bring up this topic and i'm blanking <laughs> um two tr- one of them is karate kid oh 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 uh 
Indiana Jones have. Oh yeah, yeah, they've out? seen. Yeah, they saw Raiders of the Lost Ark and they loved that. Okay. And they saw um, Temple of Doom. Temple Temple of Doom and they loved that. Although, when we saw Temple of Doom, it, it's been a while. My daughter was probably seven when she watched mm-hmm. it, and she started crying in the exact part that freaked me out the most about that movie. What the? Well, I there's a few parts possibly. Okay, but. What would you what 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 would you guess? Number one would be the 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 tearing of that dude's heart out. Oh, uh, yeah. What? She she reacted to that one, but that wasn't the one that made right. her cry. Uh, one would be all the bugs. Okay, or, that that was fine. Or, or or the other would be when they're eating monkeys' brains. The same scene, same but but for and it was the same reaction that I had the first time I saw it when there's eyeballs in that suit. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man, that just freaks. And even when it, even when we watched it, I was oh, I, it just makes me cringe so much. Just like that eyeball suit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they but the, like. No, we watched that. I mean, that came out in what? Well, like eighty four. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I mean that shaped my view of Indian cuisine for like twenty <laughs> years. And so, so when we moved to Schaumburg, there's a pretty prominent uh, Indian population up there, and a lot of my co-workers at that job were Indian and um you know they were asking asking whether whether I had Indian food and I'm like eh kind of but not really <laughs> not the traditional no uh monkey's brains but uh, <laughs> then come to find out it is some of the best food on the planet yeah so yeah <laughs> that, that's that's awesome yeah well so yeah temple of doom was 1984 mm-hmm. and uh back to the future is 1985 karate kids 1984 goonies is 1985 like they were nailing it those couple right. of years man and like et was like 83 i think right like no, in 1982, I guess ET was. But man, I do you think all those movies are that good, or we just like them because we were kids? Um, I don't know. I think they're ET really holds up. Probably, probably, probably a little bit of both. But um, still watching those today. I mean, I've watched those movies each decade of my life and they hold up. I mean, you know what to expect. They're comedy adventures and I mean, they're fun uh, and they're still fun. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've often thought about and, and actually John Mulaney actually mentioned this in his bit that he did was the idea that you would they would make 
family movies then that the, the whole family were was intended to see. And it was intended to appeal to both parents and kids like Back to the Future right. and Karate Kid and Goonies, you know. And but now it just seems that things are more segmented where you have like animated movies that are supposed to appeal to like kids. And then you have like super violent action movies that are supposed to appeal to adults. Right. And like, maybe the only thing that's supposed to appeal to everybody are the like comic book movies. Right. Yeah. I mean, aren't those animated movies really aimed, aimed at families? Like while they are, well, I don't watch them. The common thing I hear is that there's always uh, uh, adult humor in it, uh, and you'll yeah. like it if you're a parent. So, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, but I guess because like I can't think of any like live action. And I'm sure there are some that I right. just, I'm just not thinking of, but like live action movies that would be for the whole family. I guess like. Night at the Museum would be an equivalent. Right. Or Jumanji, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I mean, the only kind of like family thing that's kind of a throwback to that era is uh, uh, Ranger Things because it's set, set in... Uh, that time period and there are like like young uh adolescents in it and right yeah kind of kind of reminds me of uh, goonies a little bit i mean and so yeah yeah so. i i still i still haven't watched that i need to i need to get on that yeah little, it's pretty awesome i think watching it with your kids would be pretty cool I think they've actually already seen it. Oh, have oh okay. Yeah, but um, I don't. Maybe they'd want to watch it again. I don't know. Um, and we haven't seen like any of the Night at the Museum movies, so maybe we'll watch those too. But we'll get through Back to the Future. But it does make me excited because we watched Goonies right around the same time as we watched Back to the Future. So I'm hoping that maybe they don't remember the Goonies either, and we can watch the Goonies. And we only watched the first Karate Kid, so we've got a couple more Karate Kids to catch up on. And then, what was the the next Indiana Jones movie? Uh, the uh, Last Crusade. Was that the one with Sean Connery? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that one. How's that one compared to the other two? Never watched it, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. There must be some reason why why we didn't. <laughs> Although I never saw Raiders of the Lost Ark until like eight or nine years ago, so Temple of Doom was always my my favorite. Um, all right, lots of good lots of good eighties movies to to watch. All right, this next topic you you might not have an opinion on because. You're not a chocolate fan anyway, but everybody just needs to stop pretending that white chocolate doesn't suck. White white chocolate sucks. Why? I mean, I'm like, I like 
white chocolate like raisins and pretzels, but okay, though I'll give you I'll give you those, but like but, yeah, other but than as that, far it's as just like, like yeah, yeah, like as far as like like solid chocolate, I haven't ever just had it on its own, so I'm not sure. It's just like sweet waxy imitation garbage that like who's asking for white chocolate like you have chocolate what the hell do you need white chocolate for you don't it doesn't add anything it's disgusting and i'm so pissed off i saw there's those drumstick ice cream bar things you know Mm -hmm. like those which are so good and i was going to grab this variety pack for the kids the other night and it had like fudge fudge swirl or something and then it had white chocolate and i was like i'm not gonna buy this variety pack and tell one of my kids i love you less so here eat the white chocolate <laughs> <laughs> like I, like i felt like you know you, which which poor kid is gonna get stuck with that crappy white chocolate one Nobody wants white chocolate. Some somebody must. There must be a whole segment of the population that disagrees with me on white chocolate. But I like. What's the, isn't there a white chocolate candy bar? Um, well, I'm. Um, doesn't like Hershey's have one? Do they? I can't. I know they just came out with one that is like. Hershey's gold or something. And it's, I think that's a white chocolate and pretzels or something like that. But like white chocolate M&Ms. No, who's going to choose white chocolate M&Ms when you can have chocolate M&Ms or peanut M&Ms or pretzel M&Ms or any of the M&M or the, the pinnacle of everything, almond (laughs) M&Ms. You're not on board on the white chocolate hated hate, hatred, are you? Well, you're you're all chocolate hatred, so. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a chocolate hatred when, definitely when it's on its own, uh, I okay. do not like it at all. But you know, I I think I've mentioned my strange palate, like right. baby roots and butterfingers. I can eat it when it's with something but in a limited um uh, uh, limited amount uh, yeah so so i don't know i mean i guess it's because i have n- no skin in the chocolate game <laughs> <laughs> well i uh i at the store the other day i saw a uh, there was a Snickers candy bar that was calling my name and I was like, I haven't had a Snickers in like, except for the ones that I steal from my kids. I haven't had it like around Halloween. I haven't had a full size Snickers forever. So I grabbed a full size Snickers and I was like, all right, this is why you can't have these. Like I, I wanted, I ate it and I was like, all right, I'm ready for another one. So <laughs> I can't, I can't go down the Snickers road. But, well, um, I'm, I'm I'm texting you an article from the Tribune on why white chocolate is real chocolate. So I I'm not going to listen to that propaganda. Well, they, they can call it real chocolate if they want, but it's it's uh, imitation garbage. 
for those who think, yeah, a growing number of chocolate companies are giving the same. Who cares? I don't. There, there has to be some advantage for the chocolate companies to try to sell us on this white chocolate shit. Right. Like it's got to be cheaper or something. You're not fooling us. For those who think white chocolate isn't real, have we got bars for you? Yeah, it's going to taste like sweet, waxy, disgustingness. I'm very glad that my kids are on board with the hatred of white chocolate. I've conditioned them well. And actually, <laughs> my daughter loves dark chocolate. And like, I'll get like a 68% uh, 68% uh, bittersweet cocoa or uh, cocoa bars, chocolate bars, and she'll devour them. Like she loves them. So that's how you know I'm a good dad when <laughs> when they're eating the dark dark chocolate. If somebody can, can somehow uh, prove me wrong on the white chocolate thing, I'm willing to listen, but... What if it's like alcohol? I mean... I mean, we talked about it on here where um, you get bad alcohol, it's fucking bad, and it kind of like closes your eyes to the other things. And, you know, when you have good alcohol, you're like, oh, okay, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. Like, what if you had some, like, quality white chocolate would you try that and then give your judgment all right i'm I'm willing to listen to that argument yeah maybe i just haven't had good enough white chocolate yet there's okay always that possibility okay i i won't discount that only because i i doubt that i have had good white chocolate yet right and and because your point about like white chocolate covered oh no 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 wait no i was gonna say white wait do i like white chocolate pretz or am i thinking of yogurt covered pretzels yeah i in and to be honest i mean i'm not, i i'm pretty sure when I periodically eat them, they're white chocolate. Okay. Well, and, and I mean, I do, I do like those. Sometimes I get the, the mixture of the white and the dark pretzels, but I think, I think they are yogurt covered pretzels, but I, I don't, I guess my palate isn't discerning enough to care. I just know that it tastes good. Um, hmm. All right. Well, if I can hunt down some good white chocolate, yeah, maybe I'll give it, a, give it a shot and see what happens. Do a do a little research on it, and yeah, check it out. It's until I break it down, it's you know like liverwurst. Also, like if you're <laughs> getting the kind of low grade, I mean, it's gonna taste funky. If you're getting the dryers meat market or some like quality butcher made shit it's gonna taste good well i did have some Eckridge beef bologna today okay how was it it was disgusting <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that's Eckridge. oh yeah you were on oscar meyer team weren't you well yeah but i mean have you ever had butcher bologna 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, I had. I, I not that I remember. Yeah. No. But th- well, this was this was Eckridge bologna, Eckridge beef bologna from the deli. Okay. And um, it just felt like I don't know. It 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 felt like chewing on the like fat of bacon or something, you know? And oh, hell just yeah. It, I, it, oh hell no! It just had like this greasy like. Like when I, after I just, cause I didn't eat it on a sandwich or anything. I just had like a slice of it and my hands just felt like all greasy, like, ugh. I, and then I had that, it, it did bring me back a little bit to my childhood, but, um, I, my, I don't know. I liked, I liked bologna then, but I'm not really down with it now. So it's not going to be a staple in the Baker household. Uh, okay, so from white chocolate, we'll, we'll, we'll continue the white theme here. I read this article about the mystery of why whiteout sales are increasing. Well, what are those? Whiteouts? Yeah. You know, white, that stuff that like... Oh, oh, what, oh, shit. Like, white, oh, okay. Whiteout, yeah. Okay, I was... <laughs> I was picturing some type of like clothing sale or something like <laughs> like they're calling it white out for okay okay so fucking like white out white out that liquid yeah shit. right okay. right and um which first of all as i'm reading the article they're spelling white out w-i-t-e okay which i was like isn't there supposed to be an h in there but no, in the brand name, it's just W I T E out, and I was like, I've never noticed that before. Not that I, I guess I paid, I didn't pay that much attention to it, but um, it's white without an H. But they were saying how, you know, whiteout is something that was invented to correct typewriter mistakes. Okay, and like nobody's using typewriters anymore. So you would think that the market for it would have just collapsed. So how is this even still a thing and how are sales actually increasing? And they were the, the, for the last year that they have figures, the sales increased 1% from the year before. And even the people who make whiteout have like no idea why. And like some people think that maybe it's because people are doing like some kind of arts and crafts thing with them, but in like using it as like paint or something, but like nobody knows for sure. Well, what, what, huh? I don't know what other purpose, what other uses there are for it, you know, like it's basically a, a paint, you know, a thin, or, you know, whatever, like special paper paint. But like, there has to be some other thing that people are doing with it. But you would think that, like, it would be cultural enough that we could figure out what it was, you know, unless it's, um, unless it is the craft thing and like, I don't know, but I don't know why people are using that and not just like regular paint. You know, that doesn't make any sense either. Right. 
God, the weirdest shit is... There's shortages on the weirdest shit. Yeah. Well, the other thing they said is that it part of it might just be people who are going retro on things just in general and might just be buying stuff like that. Just, you know, if they're, you know, if you're, if you're handwriting recipe cards or something, you know, you might need white out if you make a mistake on a recipe card or, you know, people who are doing journals, handwritten journals might need white out. But those are all pretty, yeah, I doubt that. I mean, I doubt yeah. that there's a bunch of people going old school. Kind of like that that whole, like, toilet paper theory that they make commercial toilet paper more, and that's why there's a shortage. I really don't right. fucking buy that either. Yeah. I mean, I think people are huffing it. They're like... Running out of fucking alcohol. They don't have access to drugs or whatever, so they're huffing white out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, a little bottle of white out lasts a long time. It does. I mean, what do you like? Are there a lot of errors? Right. Right, that many errors on people that aren't... And, like, who the hell uses the, the liquid shit, actually? I mean, I... Right. People use the 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 um, the tape yeah. form, which is way easier. Yeah, well, although, I mean, we go through a lot of that in my office because I ruin those things all the time because <laughs> I can't... <laughs> I don't know what I can't figure out how to work those stupid things. Like I cannot get it to come out in an even line and stick to the paper. Oh, that's awesome. So like I I I don't even try to use it anymore. I just like reprint forms. So like I'm not even gonna bother with it. I'm just totally starting over because I obviously don't know what the hell I'm doing. You would think a reasonably intelligent person could figure out how to work the whiteout tape, but not this reasonably intelligent person. Oh, maybe it's a knock. Maybe I'm not reasonably intelligent. Maybe I am just a big idiot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the whiteout, the whiteout tape is uh, too much. But the other thing that they talked about was, and I, I guess I never thought of this, is that there's actually two companies that make this stuff. There's whiteout, but then there's also liquid paper. Oh yeah. And I never thought about there being two of them. You know, right. I just I, I just always call it whiteout. Right. Like, I do recognize liquid paper as a brand, too, you know. But um, so for there to be two companies that are making it and both of them are still, you know, churning it out, just, I don't know. So if you know why, if you know what's happening with the whiteout, let us know because... I'm interested to know. Do you know who who invented that stuff? No. A little, little pop culture fact here. Um, who was it? Mike Nesmith from The Monkees? Yeah. His mom invented Whiteout. She, because she was a secretary and she was trying to figure out a way to avoid having to retype things. 
is that who it is? Let's see. Now I have myself. Now I'm now I'm questioning it here. Um, oh wait, that was maybe that was liquid paper. Yeah. Okay. So that was liquid paper in 1956. Betty Nesmith Graham used the first correction fluid in her kitchen. Wow. So I don't know what the difference is between liquid paper and whiteout, unless maybe it was two things that were invented around the same time, just separately. But so, yeah, she gave birth to uh, one of the monkeys and then uh, also invented liquid paper. What's your opinion of the monkeys? Um, yeah, uh, they performed a lot of hit songs and like it's well documented that their earlier songs were you know written by other people but if you listen to their uh, later albums people who 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 just discount their musical talents like haven't dug into their shit they're they're actually pretty good albums so so are they like their later albums aren't aren't um, catchy and radio friendly, which is awesome. I mean, you don't. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to have radio friendly hit songs. That's all cool. I like those songs, but they they recorded some really good stuff that people have no clue of. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Guys. This is news to me. Yep. Huh. All right. Well, maybe I'll dig a little deeper into the monkeys. Yeah. I do. I do have like the monkeys' greatest hits CD or something. With uh, they, I mean, they have two or three songs that everybody knows, like "Daydream Believer," "Last Train to Clarksville." Um. um so there um, Stepping Stone. Right, yeah. I'm a believer, uh-huh. yeah. Daydream believer and I'm a believer, yeah. Um, and those are songs that, like, everybody loves. If, you, if you've heard those songs, you love those songs. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Those popular ones. And I, I do remember watching the Monkees TV show when I was a kid. I think it was probably, it was in reruns, but... I, rem- I vividly remember watching that after school every day. I thought it was awesome. Um, which also reminds me, here, here's a little chain reaction thinking. Mickey Dolenz and his daughter Amy Dolenz, who was like one of the first people I had a crush on as a kid. Amy, Amy Dolenz, yeah. Man, I was obsessed with her. And um, who starred in... The fabulous movie Miracle Beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember? We might have mentioned well, Miracle yeah. Beach before. Yeah, we would always try to watch that when it was on cable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that's a child appropriate movie, is it? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't see a rating for it, but I'm pretty sure that there's some uh, like, I, risque, I, risque stuff in there. If my memory serves me, I think it was on like 
Cinemax only after like ten o'clock. So <laughs> right. back then, that pretty much meant Skinamax. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rated R. But just to just to show that IMDb isn't always right, it's rated five point seven out of ten. That's a solid eight point five movie, Miracle Beach. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, we were um, talking about things holding up. I haven't seen that in oh, years. So twenty years. That would be least. an interesting follow up. Yeah, nineteen ninety two. Oh look! Watch on Prime Video. Rent from three ninety nine. There you go. All right. Well, I'm not going to watch it with the kids, but uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll dig it. Oh yeah, I forgot Pat Morita was in that movie. Oh shit! I don't even remember that. Pat Morita, Martin Mole is in there. Yeah, uh, Martin Mole was a jerk boss, I think. Okay. And Dean Cameron. And Dean Cameron's yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Cameron was the, like, B-movie star. I mean, he... Oh, man. Miracle Beach, uh, Ski School, uh, Summer School, right? With Mark oh, yeah, Harmon. he was in Summer School, yeah. yeah. Holy cow, he's been acting all throughout, man. What else is he in? He's in. He's doing a ton of TV here. He just had a movie that came out called Nigerian Prince in 2018. But he's in a bunch of TV that I've never heard of. Alex Incorporated, The Fifth Quarter, Trouble Creek, Some Kind of Joke, Steve the Intern. Oh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. One episode. Regular show. That was that show's good. Anyway. Dean Cameron. I'm glad he's still working. Way to go, Dean. Um, all right, so that'll be an, that'll be I'll, I'll, that'll be my chore before the next episode to watch Miracle Beach and <laughs> give a recap of how it holds up. <laughs> I'm I'm a little nervous though because if it just turns out that it's garbage, it's going to totally change my opinion of it. Although 14 year old Brett will still love it. Oh hell yeah! Just got it. Keep in touch with that guy. Um, I thought there was something else about the monkeys I was going to say, but I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Um, all right. This is something that you and I have talked about, but I don't think we've, we've talked about it on the podcast. I read this article about fasting. Mm-hmm. And... I, I'm, I don't, I don't fast. I do, I can do very low calorie consumption, but I don't usually fast. Right. But this article, this article was about, um, how this, this study found that fasting has unknown benefits or benefits that weren't previously known. Mm-hmm. And they said that they detected 42 different substances that were in heightened amounts after fasting for 34 to 58 hours, mm-hmm. which, okay, first of all, fasting for 34 to 58, 58 hours is two days, right? Like not, not eating for more than two days. The little that I have done, like low calorie stuff, I know that after a while, like after a day, 
you pretty much get used to it, you know? So, but that's still eating something. Right. You know, I can't imagine not eating anything for two days. But, um, so they detected 42 different substances in heightened amounts, and some of them are good substances. And basically what they were saying is you might actually end up healing your body in ways just by fasting for a longer period of time because your cells are, are producing more of these substances. Right. So, so the key word I, th- I think in that sentence would was some, so there were some good substances that were increased. Right. What about the bad ones? <laughs> right. Right. Like, and, and they said that like of the 42, like, I think they said like 28 or something they had never even associated with fasting before. Right. So it's like all of these things that, you know, so much of science, Right. it's like, uh, I don't know what it does, but let's keep studying right. it, you know? And <laughs> so like, I'm not, I'm not certain that it's good to like start, you know, to start talking about the benefits of fasting yet, but it is interesting to know that like, different stuff is going on just from not eating. Right. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tried a couple of years ago, I was doing uh intermittent fasting. Yeah. Which is obviously not as hardcore. Um, but yeah. no, I, I think it, it just like, I think it supports my motto of, it probably brings you back to everything and in, 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 uh, moderation is good. Right. I mean, yeah. Like if you don't eat for 58 hours, I'm sure there's some benefits, but it's probably not good either. I mean, <laughs> right. Right. The fact that your liver shuts down a right. little bit. Right. <laughs> I mean, the fact that your your um your cognition drops off <laughs> is probably right. not good right <laughs> well in 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 my experience with like very low calorie diets like you know 700 calories a day or fewer and you, like i've been able to maintain that for weeks at a time and the first couple of days are really rough because I get really moody and real, not moody, but just like me, like mad by the end of the day because I'm just hungry. But then like after a couple of days, it's like, all right, well, this is, this is just what you're doing and you're used to this. And, but like, I don't want anybody to know. I don't want, I don't want to know what's going on inside my body at that time. You know, it's kind of like the, the, like, no news is good news is probably, you know, cause like, okay, yeah, I'm shedding pounds like crazy, but like my heart is probably deteriorating or my liver has stopped working or something like that too, you know? So ignorance is bliss. I, I don't know. <laughs> and like, if nothing else, like maybe it's bad news, but it works. So. 
<laughs> if you can shed a few pounds and all you have to do is give up your liver. Right. <laughs> Small price to pay. Yeah, opportunity or, cost. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> That that's a uh, that's a high school economics term, isn't it? It is opportunity costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, I mean, it how I live my life on the cost benefit scale. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, um, the you can't do cost benefit on everything, though. Oh yeah, or you ha- or you you have to be a little bit dishonest sometimes don't you i mean no no i mean like the cost benefit scale is pretty much the only honest law in our society (laughs) but you're you can't be totally honest about it or you're gonna you're gonna prevent yourself from doing things that you want to do well i mean so but that's the honesty of it. If you're being honest w- with the cost and benefits, it tells you. Okay, you the answer. I, I mean, I mean, if you're you no know, lying, then, then just do whatever you want. But I mean, if you like, like honestly put out the cost, you honestly put out the benefits, it always works. You can you can get every choice in life off of. Because it's because it isn't it's elastic. I mean, I mean, they're like okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it always it won't be uh, in in elastic at any point. Yeah, I guess like. I guess you have to. I'm. I'm just thinking of situations where you know that you shouldn't do something, right? But you want to do it, right? So you're just like, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway." But in those situations, but the cost then, is higher, and like it's telling you not now. The choice is yours, obviously, always. But the cost in those situations is always higher. So I mean, so the cost benefit can be true, and then you just choose to ignore it. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Not that you always let the cost benefit decide for you. Right. I mean, like you don't. You don't come world, to you really should, but I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not an idiot either. Right. Yeah. Well, I actually, mean, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. We all are at, at some point. Yeah. But like, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like examples of like where, where I've gone against the, you know, where the cost has been higher than the benefit. And I've just been like, oh, screw it. I don't care. Well, you, well, but, well I mean take like drinking a bottle a of bourbon okay well okay perfect there you go okay so the we we filmed or recorded um 
the other night, which was what Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I mentioned it on here, but I had gotten that uh, a different brand of scotch that night. I got the uh, the Glenlivet. I had tried the Glenfiddich before, and you had recommended the Glenlivet, so I got the Glenlivet. And I had a couple as a, as we were we were recording, and then um, while I edited. <laughs> And then while I watched something on Netflix, and then while I did some cleaning, <laughs> <laughs> I was up to like 2.30 and half the damn bottle of scotch was gone. Oh, shit. Yeah, which is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of scotch. It's a lot of scotch. But it was just fine when I was cleaning and when I was doing all of that other stuff, you know, and the, the cost benefit while I was doing it, like a rational cost benefit would have been like, okay, you shouldn't be drinking this much scotch. You're going to feel like shit in the morning. And the benefits of like having something to do while I'm cleaning or (laughs) like checking out from things for a little while. Like what are the benefits? I don't know what the benefits are, but right. Like, did the benefits really outweigh the cost on that? I don't know. But that was the decision that I made. And, like, the the 24-hour headache that I had after that, like, that's a cost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if I was being if, – if I, if I had let the cost-benefit decide for me, then I would have been done after we stopped recording. Right. So that's your argument, right? Yeah. Like you, like if you're being honest about it, then you know what the answer is. But then it's up to you to actually decide, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you were a little high, high on the y-axis there. <laughs> well, I'm just going to blame it on you because you're the one that told me to try the Glenlivet. And it's good. It is. See, that's an excellent product. <laughs> As opposed to the Glen Fittage, which was just disgusting. That's why. I, that's why I drank all of that too, but not in one night. What are you drinking tonight? Um, tonight I'm drinking two bourbons. I have one. It's in. Uh, both of them are bourbon. Um. One is the old Ezra. It's a uh, aged seven seven years. It's out of the Lux Distillery in in Bardstown. So um, Lux, uh, and I could be incorrect about this. I don't think I am, but I mean I'm not right about much. They they are reviving old labels. Like one of the labels that they. Uh, revived was um, Rebel Yell, and they brought it back. And I think Old Ezra is an old one, also. Um, they used to get their bourbon from Heaven Hill, so basically it was Heaven Hill blends. But they opened a distillery pretty recently. Um, and, uh, and they're doing their own. So, uh, mm-hmm. this is a pretty good one. And, uh, the other one is an, uh, old Forester, uh, single barrel. So 
both of them are good. The old Ezra is a barrel strength, so it's a little bit pricier. This one isn't bad. It's like 40 bucks. Uh, yeah. The old Forester uh, single barrel uh, that's 90 proof, I believe. No, uh, yeah. Um, and that one, uh, because it's a single, it'll be a little little higher but uh i think i paid uh i want to say like 38 or 43 or something so oh that's yeah both of them are excellent no worth checking out okay what do you have uh i i have i have the glenn livid again tonight um i uh we we talked after we were done recording the other night about calorie intake of beer versus liquor uh-huh. and, and um so i you know i've come i'll come down on the side of liquor for the next little while but the the glenlivet um i didn't have enough the other night to to get me off of it, off of it so uh i'm back at it again tonight but um i'm just gonna stick with the two that i've had thus far and uh the kids and i are the kids are here tonight so we're gonna watch some shows it's it's uh it's a late night it's 11 30 right now but i told you earlier that um my daughter went to bed at 3 45 in the morning (laughs) last night so she didn't wake up till 12 45 and my sons always stay up late so it's going to be a late night tonight they're just hitting their stride yeah i mean they're just getting warmed up at 11 30 they're like all right we're (laughs) I always joke with them that like, you know, when they stay here, they, you know, they get out of bed at like 11 o'clock and, you know, I've been up for three, three or four hours by then. And they're like, all right, I'm ready to eat. And I'm, you know, they, they think they're getting breakfast, but really they're getting lunch Mm -hmm. and then they have dinner. And then at like 11 o'clock, they're ready for like second dinner. (laughs) Like like you can't be on a regular, like three meals a day thing with waking up. What are you making them in about a half an hour? (laughs) We'll probably usually our late night thing is grilled cheese. We'll uh, we'll break out some grilled cheese. Yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah, and do those up. I I like to make. um, I have the patented grilled cheese and Dorito sandwich. Uh, What is so you just you you just you just chop you know crunch up some doritos and put them on the in the in with the cheese on the grilled cheese mm-hmm. gives it a nice crunch yeah. a nice little uh a nice little tang to it nice. um although i don't think i actually have any doritos so maybe i won't mention that to them but um although i do have i do have a loaf of sourdough that the oven has been preheating while we've been recording so another loaf of sourdough will be going into the oven All right so Maybe like a we'll bread just, factory over there. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just be churning that out. Well, I've pointed this out before, but bread baker sounds an awful lot like Brett Baker. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's keep the bread going. Plus, after you go through the effort of making a sourdough starter, you you got to use it. You know. Oh so yeah. We're uh, we're going with that. Um, all right. Well, I think that's an episode. Yeah. Another podcast recorded, uh, 
another um, speaking and listening success. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start calling you, the speaking and listening success. Right. We're, we're, we're good at speaking and listening. No, no, I realize we have really done an excellent job being true to the title of the podcast. More later? Yeah. Yes. There's always more later. Always, always. And I mean, tonight we covered a large range of topics, 80s movies, white chocolate, and uh, just, just one more one more experimentation to add to the follow-up list that's ever-growing. Ever-growing, yes. Um, and, and, and Miracle Beach on top of that. Miracle Beach and the genius acting, acting of uh, Dean Cameron. And <laughs> we've enjoyed this while drinking scotch, while drinking bourbon uh, here. I mean, it's bourbon on a couple of nice Lang ice cubes that uh, are still going strong. Uh, they've melted slightly, but they're still hanging in there. I'm on, uh, I'm ending drink two. So they are doing their job. They are exceeding expectations because Lang ice is known for making your drink happy and uh, making your mouth happy. That's what it does. Yes. Um, I just had this great idea. Mm -hmm. So we, we've talked about uh, maybe inviting people on here before mm -hmm. and like, you know, hopefully Ed will come on one day and maybe Derek will come on one day, but I th I, Dave would be a good guest, but I think I'm going to try and track down Dean Cameron and see if we can get him on here. Oh, dude. Wouldn't that be awesome? We would have a legit interview. <laughs> no, not an interview. We, he just needs to partake. I don't want to ask him anything. I just want to hang out with him and be like, yo, Dean, what do you think about white chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it would be. It would blow my mind. And and like I forgot I forgot he was in summer school. Mm -hmm. He's such a that okay. More later, listeners. If you have not watched the movie Summer School with Mark Harmon, Dean Cameron, um, not Tiffany Amber Thiessen, the other chick. What's the other girl's name in that movie? Um, oh yeah, the the young one. Yeah, the one, the blonde. Um, yeah. Keep talking. I'm looking yeah, I'm looking at Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley, I forgot too. Directed by Carl Reiner? I didn't know that. Or I forgot, I forgot that. Anyway, if you've not seen Summer School, drop everything and, and go watch it because it is, it will change your life. It's, it's so good. <laughs> right. <laughs> 98 minutes and it'll be the fastest 98 minutes of your life. Summer school, Mark Harmon, Dean Cameron, Courtney Thorne, Smith, Kirstie Alley, check it out and report back to us how you like it. And, um, and don't be surprised if you listen to an episode and we have Dean Cameron on here, cause I'm going to make it happen. 
<laughs> so uh, until then, uh, probably the next episode, it'll just be me and, me and Brian. So Dean will have to wait till a future episode. But be sure to check out, uh, to come back on Thursday for the next episode. And uh, thanks for listening.